Agotener Shabbos, everyone. We are about to begin. This is Hashem, Shir number 109, uh, regarding self-confidence. And the key is that a true, healthy self-love in the right way is to accept yourself as a worthy person by choosing to do so because of that concept we spoke about in the prior Shir, that you have a spark of divinity in you, you're a Tzalem Kim, and you accept that, and the key is really to accept it without any complaints. Now, this is not an easy thing. One of the things we have in human nature is to complain, to be a Nargon, it's called Nargon is complaining. And there is a difference between complaining and sharing your pain with others when you feel pain. There's a difference between the two. Uh, there's a way to share your pain about situations that's comforting, that's healing, that could help people, that could help yourself, that could help others, but not in the form of placing blame on somebody else or on another thing. So fully functioning, functioning people in a healthy way do not complain. For example, they don't complain about rocks being rough or that the sky is cloudy or the ice is too cold. Acceptance means that you don't complain. Happiness means you don't complain about things over which you can do nothing. Very often, and again, I'm talking to myself, I want to say this clearly because it's not easy for anybody to hear this because we, it's so part of ourselves. When we're in pain, we complain and we, are, we feel justified for it because we feel hurt about things. So this is not an easy thing to accept that we have to realize that we may not be um, you know, thinking in healthy patterns. Complaining very often is a refuge for those who have no self-reliance. So what happens is when you tell other people about things you don't like in yourself and so on, um, it's it's sort of saying that you're powerless to do anything about it um, and so on. And just like complaining to others doesn't accomplish things, of course, permitting them to abuse you also doesn't help anybody. So the idea being is, is that if you complain, let's say to somebody else, I'm tired, or you complain to somebody else, I don't feel well. And if you're tired, you have access, you have several options. You know, you could learn, see if you need sleep, you see if whatever other things that you need to do. But just to complain about it, even to someone you love, you're in a way putting a burden on that other person. It won't make you less tired. Now, of course, in a married couple, very often, there's a way to say, let's say they're, 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 they're exhausted, they're tired, and they want to explain that because why they can't do this and that right now. And they tell their husband or their wife, you should know I'm very tired right now. That is healthy. That is communicating a state of being that you're in now so that your spouse, your husband and wife can understand and be compassionate. You're not complaining that you're tired in a negative way. You're stating a fact. I'm tired. I need a little rest right now. I can't talk about any heavy subjects because my mind is tired. I need a little rest and then I'll be able to talk about the subject. That's a healthy thing. But in a complaining form, I'm so tired. Uh, in that way, it puts a burden. 
either if you can't do anything about it, you can't do anything about it. The first scenario I gave you is a toyeles. You are communicating to your spouse that you're very tired, or a parent to their child. You know, I'm, I, I can't do these things you want me to do right now. I'm very tired right now. You need to know that. That's not complaining. That's not grumbling. That's healthy because you're communicating in a way that the other person will understand. But when you kvetch about it, and it's hard to use the word kvetching to explain what it means exactly, it's a Yiddish word, but to place it on the other person um, and burdening them with it is a useless activity very often. Sometimes you need to eat a tiver from somebody and say, you know, I'm in pain about this. Could you help me? That's a different story. But overall, we have to learn how to avoid this unhealthy self-pity that immobilizes us in our efforts of giving and receiving love. It reduces, if we complain, it reduces our opportunities to improve our love relationships and bein adam aspects and bein ishle ishtoi aspects. So you need to understand really what self-love is in a healthy way and the complaining process in a healthy way. If you if if I if you genuine genuinely love you, then complaining to others who can do, do nothing for you becomes impossible to defend. Because what's a tayelis? They can't help you. So why are you just burdening them with this? So there's a difference also one needs to understand between what self-love is and conceit. There's a big difference between the two. Self-love does not mean that you're a Balgaiva. That, oh, look how wonderful I am. That's not self-love. That's an attempt to win another person's attention or other people's approval. That is not self-love. There's actually a certain self-contempt there, boastful behavior, um, you know, to find their favor and so on and so forth. That's not self-love. It means, self-love means you love yourself in a healthy way, not that you're demanding the love of others. You don't need to convince others. It's an internal acceptance. I have a Tzalem Kim, I have an Ashama, and I'm okay. And whatever I need to work on, I'll work on, but I'm okay. Now, very often, a person who does not have self-love, they choose that because it's easier in a certain way. There's these secondary benefits to it that you have to acknowledge and then move beyond it. For example, in therapy, a lot of people are depressed, they're being treated, and they're able to get out of it now. And it's now a choice to work on it, and they choose not to because they see there's a certain benefit of staying depressed. I'll get more attention and I could avoid certain things while if I'm, I, I get out of this depression, I have to take more risks and I become more vulnerable by going on with life and so on and so forth. So the same thing over here. When you don't have the healthy type of self-love and you constantly bash yourself and hate yourself, it's a built-in excuse to say, oh, see, see it makes sense why I can't get married. It makes sense that that now that I am married, that I can't be a good wife and a good husband. But when you have the healthy self-love, 
then it comes with a responsibility. I am good. I have the potential to be a good husband, a good wife, and I need to work on it and let me work on it. Also, if you don't have a healthy self-love or healthy self-confidence, you avoid taking any risk in establishing a kesher with other people or doing things that you are hard to do because you're worried about, oh, maybe I'll be rejected, maybe I'll be disapproved. So you want to avoid that risk altogether. While if you have the healthy self-love and self-confidence, you are willing to take those risks. You're willing to open up and have healthy, loving relationships with others. A husband will be, will, will, will have the healthy self-confidence to be vulnerable and loving towards his wife and wife towards her husband. And simply also is that what people fall on is they find it easier to stay the way they are. And if you say, I'm not worthy, okay, so I'm not worthy. There's no point in trying to grow. There's no point in trying to be better. It's, there's no tr- point in trying to be happier. So, so you, you are excusing yourself from a lot of hard work that you have to do by saying, this is the way I am. It, I, it, I, I'm, I'm worthless. And it's easier to stay where you are. With your worthless state, doing very little. It's much easier to do that, even though you're miserable. <laughs> it's still, there's a payoff there. I'm miserable, Taka, but I could be lazy. I don't have to work on myself. I'm worthless anyway. But if you have healthy self-love and self-confidence, I have that Tzalem Kim. I have that Neshama. Therefore, I am worthy. Therefore, there is a very strong point in me to try to grow, to be better, to be happier, to be a much better husband than I am right now, to be a much better wife than I am right now because I am worthy of becoming that and I have a lot to give. Another thing is, is that we, if we always search for getting pity or attention or approval from other people, it substitutes us taking healthy risks in getting involved in accomplishing things, in having relationships. So pity and attention are rewarding for you, but self-defeating reward. Now, everyone needs compassion. So let's make this clear. Everyone needs chizik. We're not talking about healthy chizik of being mechazik each other. But the key really is for all of us, we need that chizik in hard times in our lives to build ourselves up. But, but at a some point, we have to tell ourselves, Baruch Hashem for that chizik. But now I have to learn to be mechazik myself. Now I have to learn that even when other people are not being mechazik me, I could do it myself. And that is the real goal here. To be mechazik others, to receive chizik when you need it, that's vulnerability, but not to be dependent on it, to be able to learn how to give yourself chizik. Another issue with lack of healthy self-love and self-confidence is that you make everyone else a convenient scapegoat. You blame others for your misery. That's what complaining does. I'm complaining because I'm making a scapegoat. I'm blaming it's them. It's the matzev and it's them. It has nothing to do with me. The tsar that I'm in has nothing to do with me. It's completely the situation or the other person. And the truth is, 
is that is never, ever the case. There is always, even if there is extenuating circumstances, your husband or wife is being challenging right now. But that does not take away, you can't make them a scapegoat and blame them for everything when you know that you need your internal work to do. And you need to work on yourself. So self-pity is often an escape route. It's an escape route from responsibility. It's a a escape route from accomplishing things and from being the best you could possibly be. Because it's hard work. It's not easy. Or to put it simply, it's just simply easier and less risky to put yourself down than to try to get up. And when you want to really live life to the fullest, you need to learn how to grow. We need to be get out of our comfort zones very often. Now, it, I'm not saying you need to jump into some crazy risks and 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 throw yourself into a, a, a freezing cold water a ice bucket challenge type of thing all the time. No, not necessarily. But you need to spread out and grow, even if it's baby steps in the beginning like the Gras says, but you need to take those steps and grow and actually grow. So the idea is that once you have an insight into this and you realize when you're using complaining or self-pity or scapegoating others in unhealthy ways, you will catch that behavior and you'll begin to practice some of the healthy mental exercises, physical exercises that encourage your growth of your own healthy self-love. So in other words, and this is simply with, let's say, the emotional eating that people have, they overeat now. So they think, I love myself, so I'm comforting myself with that excess food. In reality, it's the opposite. I love myself, so I'm going to eat healthy and deny that unhealthy food, even though it's not comforting right now. But my love for myself in a real healthy way supersedes that comfort. I love myself so much that I'm willing to forgo a temporary comfort to do what's ultimately my health, to become my healthiest, best self. If you learn to do it this way, it's not self-denial. You don't feel you're self-denying yourself because it's not coming from, oh, I'm cutting this good thing about from my life. I'm cutting this good thing from my life. The ice cream, the, the Oreo cookies, and so on and so forth. No, you're, 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 you're in a positive way. I am building myself. I am building myself and I love myself. And that's why I'm not eating this particular unhealthy thing because of my health, my growth. And I'm going to enjoy, learn to enjoy the healthier things of eating. You don't deny yourself either. You don't torture yourself, Khalila. You care for yourself physically and even enjoy healthy things in life. But, but you will not feel burdened anymore by the self-denial that you need in many cases, from unhealthy things because of that true self-love. And to be Messiah here this year is this is the devastation of Yish. We're describing now in different words of what Yish actually does, the despair which breaks a person. And that's why this type of self-love, the Nakuda Taiva, like we spoke about all the time, is not selfish, is healthy and good. And that helps us grow and develop. And we develop as we go along the courage to be our best selves. Brochen